Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We here. We here. Another day in the office. Another Friday. This does feel like a summer night, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what it feels like, man. It's one of those. I feel yeah. like, but you know that time of year whenever you wake up and it's like a brisk, cool morning, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah. now that it's like about 70, 80 yeah, throughout the day. Yeah, it's cooler yeah, yeah, at night. Yeah, yeah. Like, them, them, what, them are the days. Smooth. Those are smooth. Them are the days, bro. We in those times right now. Not back where where we live. We've we been out the city. Oh, in Louisville? Yeah, back, it's hot, bro. What, did you go outside when we was back home? I feel like it's cooling. It's it's getting to that steady it temperature, might. like I said. It might. But I, I was in the, the day before we left town. It was like 90 something. What type of summer are we going to get? <sighs> you never really know. Are we getting a summer 16 type of summer? <laughs> bro, they are never going to let summer <laughs> 16 go. Bro, please let summer 16 <laughs> breathe, bro. Just let it go, bro. I'm never going to let summer 16 let go. Let summer 16 go. I don't even remember summer 16. At this point, it's just I for, really the, don't, but for the trend, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's think it was good. No, it would. It definitely was good. I it just remember, bro, that. I just remember when Drake came out with that one song called Summer 16. All summer 16. All summer 16. I remember when that song came out, things was cool. No, well, what? There was so so much great music out then. Was Viewed? Wait, no. That wasn't Viewed. I don't views. remember. I don't remember 2016. Oh, I need to look it up right now. 2016. There was some project. There was like a project I had. I had on. I don't remember which one it was. Hold on one second. Yeah. All right. So Chance came out with Coloring Book, The Life okay. of Pablo by Kanye, Anti okay. by Rihanna, mm. because work, 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 work. Yeah, work, work. that one was fire. That All right. And it says fire. Views did come out 2016. So that's, that's what, what I'm it was. About. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, it was that type of summer. I used to hate Kanye West. Dang. His music, I mean, not him as a person. Oh, geez. Yeah. Clarify, bro. Yeah. No, no, no I didn't hate him as a person. I just, I didn't listen to his music back in 16. So that makes sense. Yeah. But no. So what type of summer you think we're going to get? I think. We on track. We on track for. We on track for a good one, bro. For sure. We're on, we're on track for. How do you feel about last summer? Last summer was the best, which I said before, it was the best summer I had in a while since sixteen. Since. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just ban that word, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, since sixteen, last last summer was the best summer I've had in a while. Yeah. This one, it's on track to be up there again. Hundred percent. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, let's get, let's get into it. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. And you are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Man. We are back we here are. once again. Another Friday night, a summer night, a summer. to say the least. We're summer coming night, back man. from the FCA camp yeah. that we mentioned we were at Wednesday. We're actually just off the road, fresh off the fresh, fresh off the highway. Yeah, fresh, fresh off the highway. But no, I feel like because I think we mentioned it this time last year because we did we you know we did the same camp this time last year yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of people were asking oh like what is FCA because I guess some people may not like be familiar with it but for those who don't know FCA stands for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and it's essentially like uh, you know a Christian organization that is typically in like you know a lot of or most like public high schools yeah. depending on where you're at and in the summer they put on these camps for like particular sports. Or just for anyone, they have like different types of camps, yeah. and yeah, it's exact. It's exactly that. So like, you'll come in and you'll you know be a part of like a different activities. Yeah. So if it's a, like a sports related one, you're gonna be playing basketball like with your high school team, or if it's volleyball or football. Yeah, and you know we were there as huddle leaders, and our job was to 
essentially like just like pour into the kids while they were there during the camp of course you're playing basketball but you are of course like you're playing your sport but you're also like going to chapel yeah at least like once or twice like every day um and we essentially like have like little discussions with our teams about like you know really life things but like where they're at with like their faith being able to just give them that face and relatability of like all right we're young people following god this is what it looks like do you have any questions anything this is where we're at so it's always a super powerful like three or four days just to be able to like to be that light and that influence for real yeah no i definitely plan on doing at least something along the lines of this every summer that's what i was telling my guys i just i just enjoy i enjoy doing it you know so it was good this year i mean how was your experience it was good i think last year when I was talking to my guys, I saw more of the fruit, but we understand like the word talks about, you know, woman plants, woman waters, but in the end, God provides the increase. Um, this year, I didn't necessarily see like um, tangibly the, the the fruits or like the seeds growing, but I, they were definitely planted. I had a lot of good conversations. So that's all you that's all you can really do. So, no, hundred yeah. percent. So definitely, I mean, that's what it's really all about. Like you know, when we did it last year, me and Jordan actually had the same team, yeah. and. Yeah, you know, you stay in contact with these guys. They definitely remember you. Um, and you never know. Something you say right now is going to, like, stick with them when they're graduating, when they're in college, when they're starting their careers. And, like, they're going to remember something that you said, you did, your example, yeah. how you were leading, and think about, oh, okay, like, this is what this God thing is really about. I mm-hmm. remember him saying this. Now it's actually, like, clicking for me. So yeah. it was amazing. But we're back here. Y'all know what it is. The grind don't stop, man. Never. 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 But no, I'm actually excited for this episode. We're going to be talking about, but I'm actually excited for this episode. This is something that a lot of people have reached out and asked us in the past. And I don't know if we've ever done like a episode on it, like in detail or in its entirety. But here we are. We're going to be talking about really like where to start in the Bible, the importance of it, um, and, you know, what it really looks like to just, like, dig in and have, like, a consistent relationship with yeah. just reading your word. And this has been big for me because right now I'm actually on the the latter end of a fast that I've been on. And it's been more of, like, a, you could say, like, a dopamine fast mm. almost. Like, for the most part, I really haven't been on any social media apps. I haven't watched, like, you know, too many, like, series, um, no Netflix, Hulu, anything like that. I've tried to limit all of my time on YouTube. And I think also I gave up like fast food because I was, I was tripping. Y'all. I've been, I've been on the bench. He's a fiend. I, I've been on Arby's. I don't know if we ever got to the, the end of that BK or Arby's debate, yeah, but we need to get to the end of it. <laughs> we need to let that rest. We're done with that one. But yeah. And so something I've been doing during this time is a challenge that I actually got from our friend, John, and his life group that he's a part of but i've been going through the entire new testament and that's something that they do at their church every month it's something that they challenge you know their congregation and people with it's like take the 30 days and go through you know every book in the new testament which usually comes out to about like 25 to 30 pages a day and so you know in its entirety when you hear it, it's like yo that's that's od like it sounds like a lot but when you're breaking it yeah. into sections, like, like I said, 25 to 30 pages every day is something that's super manageable. And I've been seeing just the fruits of it in my life, just being consistently rooted, like having a routine. And like for me, most of the time, like if I'm in the Bible, 
I'm like maybe like studying for something or it's like a particular like topic I'm getting yeah. into. So like just being able to go through, of course, like the Gospels, everything that's like written by Paul at the latter in the New Testament has definitely been giving me like a lot of insight. And I'm seeing just like all of the effects of that right now. So with that, I just wanted to get into where to get started with in the Bible, because whether like you're new to faith or maybe, you know, like reading the Bible is something that like you desire to do, you know, it should be like a a part of like your everyday. But sometimes you can just like get lost. It's like, all right, yo, like where do I even start? What's a good like reference points to even get into? And sometimes it can get overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like, you know, you may be like pretty consistent in your word, like day in and day out, but you may be like sticking to a particular like, you know, book and you're trying to like expand go more in depth just find like a plan that you can like stick to this is for all y'all anyone and everyone so i'm excited but one of the first things i did want to mention is some interesting stats that i remember our friend shared with us actually and (laughs) it was john john he actually mentioned this on the podcast before but i thought these these stats were insane the first time hearing it but it says that reading the Bible just four days a week have these proven effects. And it says feeling lonely drops 30%. Anger drops 32%. Bitterness in relationships drop 40%. Alcohol- alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. And sharing faith jumps 200%. And I have that study and all the things linked in the description because I had to go look for it myself. I was like, yeah. I, mean, I wasn't saying it was cap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what they're talking about. <laughs> well, let me see what they're talking about. Yeah. But, you know, again, like even the last 30 days after really like consistently being like really rooted and just like I said, having that routine to some capacity. Yeah. I've definitely been able to just like to see pieces of this like here and there with my with my own walk. Yeah. No, that 200 percent increase in faith is crazy. Yeah, sharing your faith. Oh, that's what I meant. Wait, what did I say? No, you said yeah. You know, you just said. Oh, your okay, too. okay, okay. No, but no, that's crazy. I didn't. I didn't even remember him saying that last time. But I think for me, with reading the Bible, one of the biggest things, which it's it's kind of been one of those reoccurring lessons and things that you hear a lot, but you don't really apply for a certain amount of time. And I'm in this season where I'm actually coming into the full fruits of understanding this, but. It's really just realizing the practicality of the Bible. I think for so long, I thought the Bible was like, not explicitly, but somewhere deep in your mind, you think the Bible is like this fantasy book that was written by just one person. And especially when I was younger, definitely more when I was younger, I thought this because no one really broke down to me how the Bible even came to being. They would just say like, you know, it's inspired by, you know, God, which it is, it's God breathed, but Um, I think for me, understanding the fact that people wrote this Bible who were flesh and blood, just like me, who, you know, shed tears just like I did, who made mistakes just like I did. Once I realized that, it kind of helped me get a a broader scope of the Bible and even a better understanding of it. Like understanding like the New Testament and and the backstory of Saul and him turning to Paul and, and becoming an apostle and writing the Bible and People looking at figures like David and Samuel, once I got to a point where I realized they weren't just these fantasy figures and and that they weren't just like, you know, bigger than life. And there's no way I could ever, you know, touch that or be like that because 
you kind of think they're just like this fictional thing, but no, they're, they're human just like I am. They were people just like I am. So I think when I understood that, once I got to the point where I started studying my Bible and reading it, it just started making more sense. Like, yo, like first Corinthians is to a church. Like it's, it's, it's to people who are struggling with this. Oh, okay. Like that makes more sense. Instead of you just kind of just aimlessly reading. That's why I feel like one of the biggest steps is understanding the context of the Bible, right? Understanding that it was it's written by 40 different authors. It's It was written originally in like three different languages. I think all understand, me understanding all these things was like, okay, this is real, like practical. Like people wrote this. It's God inspired. It's God breathed. But people, people like me wrote this book. And I think once I understood that and made that the foundation on top of Jesus and what he did for me, yeah. it just it just opened up the door to a lot of un- uncovered knowledge for me. Yeah, that that was huge for me because... I think even sometimes, and I don't think this is, no, I'm not saying this in like a critical way, but I think sometimes even our use of like saying Bible characters plays a big part in sometimes of like that mindset that you That's have. Of like it's more fiction than like a, a like a, a true narrative of like reality. Yeah. No, of things that like have happened. That's something that I've thought about before. There's like specific, I think, key not triggers, but like key words. So I've been trying to stray away from saying like this story in the Bible or like this person in the Bible, because the Bible is literally just historical documents. Like these are letters of accounts of people who saw and would write into actual people who were witnessing actual things. So I've been trying to, that's a good point. I've been trying to stray away from saying certain things. So instead of saying, oh, this story about David in the Bible, I say, oh, uh, well, back in the day, like David did this, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it was back in the day. Like this is an actual event that happened So, yeah, it's trying to stray away from even the confusion in that sense, like saying certain words, because even when you hear it, like people refer to it like a story or it's like a book, which it is. But it's their documents. Like, that's what they are. Like they found manuscripts and they put it together in this book. Right. So, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I think the biggest part of that that's even really helped me is understanding, like you said, the practicality of it has allowed me to like really see how all these things can apply to my life. Yeah, like every single book, um, every theme, every narrative, every part or aspect of the Bible, whether that being the Old Testament or the New, it all points and will apply to a particular season I may be going through or a lesson that God wants to get mm-hmm. to me because it was all intentionally written for a particular purpose, Facts. um, with no accident or like just fluff left left behind, and so. <clears throat> Because I think sometimes, you know, for me growing up, it was that was a big part of just my mindset. It's like, all right, like, yo, like, what does Leviticus have to do with my life? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was how does do Exodus have to apply facts. to like this situation that I'm going through right now? Facts, facts, you facts. know, and so I think that once you just really start to uh, what we even talked about Wednesday, like that genuine pursuit mm. and seek of even the knowledge of God, yeah, right? You start to now uncover and get this revelation of like, oh, okay, like I see in Exodus, oh, this is a story or rather just an account of, all right, seeing God as a deliverer of like yep. his people, yep. leading him them out of Egypt and things like that. Mm. And it all starts to connect and point. And I think sometimes that can be a big stumbling block or maybe deterrent from like some people getting into like the Bible or not knowing where to start because like all right like yo 
how does this even like apply to like maybe yeah. like where I'm at or where I'm going through or like what God wants to say to me? Yeah, that's a fact. I think specifically a lot of the books in the Old Testament, it's like if you just jump into it, you're like, bro, what does this have to do with anything? Because I think the uh, more so the Old Testament than the New Testament is is more of like an account, like historical account of things that happen. I mean, the New Testament, the Gospels are too, but most of it is just, you know, letters and instruction. But I think uh, with the Old Testament, it is more of historical accounts in order. So it's kind of like if you jump in, some of them aren't necessarily going to make sense without context. So I think when it comes to starting, if you're someone who's starting out or you're getting back into reading or you're trying to be more um, diligent with it, I would suggest starting in, I think one of the most important things to understand is Genesis 1, Genesis chapter 1 through 3, because what happens is from creation to the fall of man. That is basically kind of like the whole entire setup for the rest of the Bible, right? It's kind of like the old reason for Jesus. It kind of like sets up the why behind it. So that's why I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say read the whole entire thing, right? Especially if you're new to it, right? I don't want to overwhelm you, but like understanding what happened from creation and what Adam and Eve did in the garden and the results of it thereafter is very important to understand. That's kind of like a foundational thing when it comes to just biblical knowledge that'll help you make sense of like certain things that are going on. Right. So, so there, and then also John is one of the gospels. Um, it's the fourth gospel. And because he was the context of this, is he was writing to really all believers, but newer believers as well. So I think that will, will also um, kind of be a good, place to start in terms of guidance see even added to that i think a big part of this is also understanding that there really is like no wrong part of the bible to start in right either uh, it's definitely really all about like allowing the spirit to lead you where you like need to go um what you need to necessarily be applying to your life and just becoming consistent like with your relationship with the bible um but i think that we're saying all of this because of like I guess some of the hurdles that like we've gone through, some of the things that we hear. Because sometimes like maybe starting like in the a particular place can like lead to like confusion, frustration, and then like you can ultimately like give up. You know what I mean? So like yeah. sometimes, okay, if you're going through the old testament, which is something that obviously requires like a lot of different like context mm. and just maybe more in depth, just like information, especially just starting off. Right. You can get to a Daniel or a Hosea and be like, all right, like, yo, what is, yo, what is going on yeah. right now? And that can lead to like, of course, that first part, just like, all right, like now I'm confused. I'm frustrated. Then you just something you just kind of like put away. Yeah. And so to Jordan's point, I think one of the big places to start for anyone is all, it's always the gospels. Because it's always imperative for you to begin to know, like, the the God or, like, the Savior that you've just given your life to and put, like, everything into his hands. Yeah. So it's all about understanding who he was, why he came, and what did he accomplish, like, while he was here, right? And then you start there because you understand from that point that the Gospels are literally, like, the focal point of the entire Bible. Yeah, The Bible is a book about one man. Mm-hmm. One, the Old Testament is Christ. What am I thinking about? The Old Testament is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed, mm. right? And so once you understand the Gospels, the person of Jesus, why he did what he did, um, how he did it, um, 
you're going to be able to really get a full context of the Bible mm-hmm. um, and things that happen, right? So you go into Old Testament, you see the prophecies that are the coming of a savior that's going to save the people of Jerusalem yeah. and things of that nature. It's going to make more sense because you already have that base and foundation for what it's all meant to be like anyway. And so definitely the gospels and like Jordan mentioned, John to start and honestly always beneficial to go through like each one of them. Cause they all have like, you know, some maybe distinct or unique accounts of yeah. what Jesus did that one may not have, but John's always one of the like best places to start. Yeah. And I think um, just in terms of what I've learned from reading the Bible and studying it is that I kind of have always looked at it like a, like a puzzle. And it's like anytime you like read a book and you get new knowledge, it's like, you're kind of adding a new piece. And sometimes you're going to have a piece that's like all the way up in the far left corner and some in the, and you've got some in the far right corner. And this one up here ain't going to necessarily make much sense until you start you know, reading here, it's like, oh, that that had to do with that. And like, okay, that makes sense now because this connected to this, right? That like my process of reading the Bible, now I'm at a point where I kind of have like a fuller idea of the entire book, but it all started, it's like a step-by-step process. So when what Darren's talking about, if you're reading a book that doesn't necessarily make sense, don't like kind of just give up on it. Like un- understand that there's a dot or there's another piece that connects with it that'll make it make sense, right? So don't necessarily like get like too discouraged with that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and something that I was reading before in the Old Testament that I noticed that I took note of and I've always remembered since was in First Samuel 3-7. And it was a situation when Samuel um, was hearing from God. So essentially what had happened um, was, so God showed up to Samuel in a dream and then Samuel thought it was like his mentor in the next room and he wakes up. He's like, okay, he goes in the room. He's like, yeah, you, you called me? Like, was that you? He says, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it happens again. And he goes back to sleep and it happens again. And then in First Samuel 3, 7, what it says is, it says, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So what I took away from this situation was the fact that God was speaking to Samuel, but he didn't know it was God because he didn't know his word, right? He didn't, he didn't know his, his voice. So he thought it was someone else. He, he didn't know who was calling his name, right? But it's saying here, the word of the Lord hadn't been revealed to him. And that was the reason behind the fact that he didn't understand that it was God who was calling his name. It was God who was speaking to him. So when it comes to understanding even the importance of knowing your word, this was like a staple for me. When I when I saw this situation, I was like, that makes sense. Because once you understand his language, like we've said before, but you understanding his language, you understanding how he talks, you understanding what he thinks, when he's speaking to you, you understand it now. Like you you know it's him. So when it comes to reading your Bible, I think one of the biggest benefits is you understanding the voice of God and getting to know him better, right? Because you don't want to end up like Samuel, like God calling out to you and you, you don't really know who it is. You're, you're confusing it for something else, which I can't respond and you can't, you can't respond. Right. And now that that's on you. So I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to benefits of, and, and the fruits of reading your word is understanding God's voice. Right. And then there's a few verses that I wanted to mention just off of that. And one of them is in Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. And it says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from its sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And then 2 Timothy three sixteen. 
through 17, and it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Yeah. And so just in terms of understanding the implications and the power of what the Bible can do in your own life and affecting everything around you. I think those two verses specifically just really touch on or at least encompass what all of that means. And so when we talk about understanding correction Mm -hmm. and walking the path of righteousness, being equipped for your purpose and every work you need in every season of your purpose and assignment God has for you, that's all going to come from and be dependent upon your relationship with the word yeah and how strong that is and something that i've mentioned before that really god gave me and it's always stuck with me and always will but it's the fact that the word of god is the only thing in your life that everything in your life is required to respond to and so for me i really did genuinely start to see things to change in my perspective and my discipline and the way that I like quite literally spoke, the way that I acted, the way I was treating myself, others, um, and my intellect and how focused I was once I was consistently getting into my word and making that a priority in my life. Yeah, it was. So when I started my journey, when I really, you know, gave my life to Christ when I was 15 and I really kind of put my head down and I was really reading my Bible for the first time for that first year. It was like, I was so consistent. I was so diligent about it. And it was just crazy seeing the fruits of it. Cause you wouldn't think that, you know, reading this book is going to like change my heart, change my desires, you know, make me more at peace about certain things. Like you wouldn't think like, Oh, this is just like words on a page, you know? But when I actually applied it, it's like, Whoa, I kind of look up a year later. I'm like, dang, I feel like I'm an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. So that, that just, like you said, it just kind of goes into the benefits and what happens when you actually dedicate yourself to God's word. And, and the fact yeah. that just going back to what I mentioned, that goes into really understanding the fact that it's living and active. Yeah. Right. And so it's not something that's, um, outdated it's not something that can't apply to you anymore it's not anything that is outside the realm of our culture and what can speak to everything that we're into right now it is living and active and it's going to walk you through every step and have something to say in every season every moment and always have an impact because it is it is god's word yeah for sure and something else i have and something else I have written down in terms of why I've seen the or how I've seen the Bible be beneficial in my own life is it's it's therapeutic. And what I mean by that is when you go to therapy, something that happens is like when you're speaking and they're asking you questions and you're talking and they're uncovering things. It's like in a way you're kind of going into your past and dealing with certain things to make sure that you're the most effective in the best version of yourself that you can be in your present. And something that I've noticed with, I think I want to say specifically the Old Testament, um, but really the entire Bible 
is once you kind of know where you've come from and you know your past and it's kind of like a generational curse like if you know your family struggles with you know alcoholism like that's something that you can now be intentional about stopping so something for me when I was reading the bible and I'm looking through like you know what happened with Adam and Eve and going through the old testament and seeing like the Israelites and them turning away from God and them running to idols and really seeing the the true reality of like our nature and like how it, it really is hostile to God because it talks about that in the New Testament. But when you really go read through the history of what that's looked like, you kind of have a better idea of how you can effectively avoid that in your present, if that makes sense. Right. That's hard. Yeah. So that's what that's I mean. Hard. That's what I mean by it's therapeutic because you can kind of look through your past and know how you should be living in your present so you don't have to live through the same cycles. And there's actually a verse in Romans 15, 4 that says this. It says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, right? So, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's that everything that's written in the past through the scriptures, through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, everything that's written, it was written to teach us, right? So that we could learn from those mistakes. So that's another reason why you need to know your word, because if you don't know the past, you're, you're kind of like kind of walking in the dark in the present. You don't really know how you can, you know, be preventing certain things so that was one thing i've noticed as well as i've as i've been reading through the bible yeah and so two points and the first one goes to the fact that it is therapeutic and i love how you made the connection of understanding or at least knowing the past so it doesn't obviously like repeat in your future so we talk about like generational curses of like families but also of like just mankind right so i'm looking at what has happened in the past and what people have done in their 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 walk of like righteousness mm-hmm. and understanding, all right, what I need to do to make sure that these things are something that my life just continues to look like. Exactly, exactly. And I was thinking about how, of course, in therapy as well, it's very. I want to say it's a mirror, but it definitely mm-hmm. you'll leave and have a lot of realizations. Yep. Is what I'll say, and I hear mm-hmm. a lot of people say. Yeah. Right. Of like things the therapist will see in yourself that you never even notice Mm -hmm. issues, pain points, dysfunctional habits, areas of correction and will challenge you in who you are now. Yeah. So you can be a better version of yourself tomorrow. Exactly. And so in that same lane of like the Bible being therapeutic, that's exactly what it will do. Like Mm -hmm. as you're reading, it's going to point out areas of your life of your character of who you are that can be cleansed and washed to look more like jesus and so that came to my mind and also thinking about the fact that god had written the the bible is god's original plan and blueprint for how he wanted man to live here on earth yeah it is the guide, you know, and I was actually having this conversation with a few people, but it, it's crazy because it, it really is a cheat code. Mm-hmm. And for me right now, even with um, how I'm managing like my finances and money, I'm realizing there are so many like biblical principles it is, and man. verses and yeah. scriptures that relate to even like just finance, you mm-hmm. know, like any and everything that you need it's really in the Bible. Yeah. Right. And, you know, sometimes people want to just like negate that and act as if like it's limited or mm-hmm. it's finite in its knowledge. But there can be story. It, there can be 
there can be instances and things in the Bible that can point you to so many different lessons. Like if you're really intentionally like looking and allowing God to reveal that to you. But I think that's that's been another huge one for me. It's just realizing that I know I used to hear people say, um, yeah, man, like everything I need, like is in the Bible. And I don't need to read any other books, which I don't necessarily still agree with. I think right. I still need to read. That's still kind of absurd. <laughs> right. Like. You still need to read some other books. But to like, like in present time right now, I am really seeing at least the sentiment of what they meant. Oh, yeah. I think realizing that. Yeah. It's really at like at a baseline. It has everything you need. Mm-hmm. Right. But it would still like the word has verses about really the importance of financial literacy and managing your money. And that's a baseline understanding that, but you know, maybe you should go pick up a novel about, you know, helping your finances too. So it can kind of build on it type of thing, but at a ba- it has everything you need there for sure. Thing. And, um, one, one more thing that I, that I had written down is and this goes back to something that I think you have mentioned before in the episode was the fact that um the creator is the only thing that can define the creation, right? So with that being said, when you look at the Bible, you and this is also piggybacking off what I said earlier, because if you reading your Bible, you'll get to know God, you can hear his voice, but in doing so you'll also find your own. You're also while finding God, find yourself and figure out who you really are, because that's where the definition is. I think it is. I don't know. kind of like it's like the, the source for your soul. Like you, if you're looking for who you are, why you were made, it's all there. Right. Like the like it's the blueprint from from beginning, from beginning to present day. It has everything there. Even you like even why God made you, your purpose, et cetera, et cetera. So that's even one more thing that has helped me so much with reading my Bible is it's helped me understand who I am, like why God made me. Because sometimes that, no, not sometimes, that really is the biggest question for everyone. Like, what am I doing here, you know? but <laughs> What am I doing now? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really, that's really the biggest question. But it's there. It's, it's the thesaurus. It's the dictionary. Yo, if you're looking for a definition, it's it's there in the word. So that's, that's another one. That's the yeah. source for your soul. And I think that you just can't, I don't even know how I want to say this or how it's coming off, but it's just the fact that I just, you cannot have a relationship with God outside of your Bible. No. You know, like, no. It, it is imperative. It is like the source. It is the standard that has to be the foundation of what you are building your life upon yeah. that you're not going to sway from. And you know, that will never change. Mm-hmm. And so there's been, of course, like here recently and always been like that attack on the validity, <laughs> the attack of what's the word? Because I can't say it. Um, validity. There's another word, bro. Um, <sighs> what's the word? But there's another one that's not as hard to say because I don't like saying that one. <laughs> Credibility is an easier word to say. That's it. Yeah. Dang, I sound goofy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the right word, but no, it's yeah. hard to say. I know. Bro. I don't know why. Jeez. <laughs> Attack on the credibility of the Bible, which is an entirely different episode within mm, itself. It is. But understanding that is exactly what you need to build your life upon. And outside of that, what I always tell people and challenge them with is like, yo, try it. Mm. Like I put, I'm not going to say necessarily put the pressure on God, but 
and me knowing what it looks like to really get into his word and how it's going to always change yeah a genuine seeking heart mm-hmm. always so i'm telling my friends i'm telling people around me people coming up to me, my parents and acquaintances like yo get into this thing for 30 days with everything that you have like days. genuinely try it and tell and come back and tell me if you really gave it your all like you genuinely mm-hmm. dug in pursued that nothing changed or shifted in your life yeah like the proof is it's, it's there you know what i mean it's, it is alive and active there is you know what i mean there's no debate i remember one time i was uh i think this was like my junior or sophomore year or something like that i feel I don't, this felt like a mic drop type of moment but um <laughs> I remember this guy, we were we were kind of just talking about what he believed and like his faith. And he was kind of like more agnostic. He didn't know if he believed in God and he he used to go to church, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there were several people around. I remember I just told him, I was like, OK, you seem like real curious. I was like, OK, like I'm like, hang on to these words. Like genuinely, you might not do it now, but like two years from now, five years from now, you're going to remember what I'm saying. Like if you really looking for something, read your word, pray. Two weeks. I was like, I was like, I was like, two weeks do it, and and you'll see the fruits of it. And I remember feeling like I was like, oh, I was like, because it's like you let you let in. Sometimes that's all it takes, though, because I I saw in that situation. I'm kind of going on a tangent, but um, I saw in that situation that I wasn't really making headway with him. He didn't really want to hear what I had to say, and I think in moments like that, you just let the word speak for itself. I was like, okay, cool. Like I've said what I need to say, but if you're genuinely curious now or someday in the future try it like do it and i promise i was like i give you my word like you can come back to me call me like i'll be i'll give you 50 dollars if you if it don't work but i was like i was like you just do it and it's gonna work it's gonna do its work and you gotta work the word you gotta work the word because sometimes you just gotta let it speak for itself it's there you gotta work the word it's the truth so definitely the power of the bible it's real yeah it's real it genuinely is and so definitely and so with that like i said just and what jordan mentioned in terms of like where to start mm. always definitely i would say just like the gospels yeah um starting in john working way to you know matthew mark luke and i would also say romans so like if you're looking for like a, a step-by-step thing right like kind of kind of like a reading plan i would do i would go with john you know, and then you can dabble within the Gospels from there. But we're going to go from John to Romans. Romans, because it is essentially, to sum it up, it's the Gospel explained. So it's going to give you information about grace, mm-hmm. salvation, what it looks out to walk out your righteousness with God. And a lot of that, like, practicality. And then going into, like, First John, because it's also going to give you information or the perspective on, like, what living in the light looks like and not allowing yourself to like step back into darkness and Mm -hmm. what lordship really means and then i'll just add ephesians in there for the fourth one for no reason i just really like ephesians (laughs) i don't even have a reason it's a good book but john along with the gospels romans first john and then ephesians Mm -hmm. And so I think that'll definitely be just to start off or even like, again, like you already know that you've been in your word. You know, you may be like just hop around from particular section, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, particular Proverbs, books of wisdom. But you're trying to go deeper and just really get a more to add more depth to that relationship that you already have. Then definitely those will be 
those starting points that yeah. are like really take you off and so of course like proverbs as well and then james too as some honorable mentions but that's what i would say and then if you have any you have anything else to say um, anything to leave the people off with hmm not just just well not no nah, yeah piggybacking off of um, what i mentioned earlier about how sometimes it can be overwhelming and confusing when you're going about reading the bible and some things might not necessarily make sense i just really want to harp on that because i think um the undertone of everything we're saying that's something that you also have to keep in the back of your mind it's like okay something might not make sense but don't let me don't let that deter yourself from you know continuing to read because the more you read um the more you read the more the puzzle pieces will come and then you'll get a broader a bigger picture of like oh okay like it's starting to make sense now and also practically i'm glad this came to my mind find find a version that makes sense to you because i remember when i first started reading i was reading like kjv king james version it was like old english for, y'all, for those of y'all don't know it's old english i didn't know what i was reading um <laughs> i wasted a couple months trying thou to do art stupid nah. <laughs> it stupid was crazy art. so that's a real practical tip find a version i usually do niv nlt amp all those are really good ones um yeah so find find a version that makes sense to you and you think it's good and then yeah thou art my thou- lord and savior <laughs> thou art my the king lord. james be spitting sometimes though sometimes it'd be it be hitting a little different in the sometimes. King James though. Yeah, no, that's like right. in church. That's right. You feel what I'm saying? They gotta take it. They yeah, gotta take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gotta take it back. <laughs> but that's why I want to leave them off. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'll, I'll say the same thing. And I'm always going. I remember, like, I remember getting that so vividly. And I don't know where I was at, what was mm-hmm. happening, but I was getting ready for an episode. And I was coming back to me. We were talking about cycles, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when it came to me. Yeah. In respect to the fact that the Word of God is the only thing in your life that everything in your life is required to respond to Mm -hmm. and so when we talk about anything like we already mentioned that you're going through you're dealing with you're walking in right the response you're going to need is god's word yeah that's a fact that will change that will shift transform alter whatever that is that you're you're dealing with Mm -hmm. always and so always keeping that in mind and that always being like one of your first responses when we talk about the answers that you're seeking and searching for that that is always the baseline of your truth and your worldview and the perspective that you're walking into life with because i actually just heard this stat that was super scary to me when we were at fca but we were doing our leadership training and the leader huddle leader coordinator that was training us he he mentioned this because the kids that we were dealing with you know were um you know freshmen and seniors in high school and they're basically i think they call them gen x yeah Mm. they're the generation below us right so i believe that their name is gen x and he said the stat that this is the first generation in history that will not and doesn't go to their parents for questions they go to Google first. Yeah. So all the information that they're consuming, how they may be defining their perspective and worldview as a young age is from the internet and social media and what yeah. all these other influences or um, voices are telling them life should be or look like, right? And so in that sense, right, let this be that first response. 
of yo when i'm trying to make sense of something how is this originally supposed to look like yeah. when i'm thinking about handling my money when i'm thinking about raising a family when i'm thinking about how to be a husband a son a friend what does god have to say about it yeah and that always being your first response allowing things to build um maybe add to like how you can practically walk that out in different ways but this always being that definitive answer that you are building your life upon and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that that that's, that's the most important part is how your worldview is being shaped. That's how you're thinking about things. Because if it's not the Bible, it is something else. It's TikTok, it's YouTube, it's Instagram, it's whatever other influences that are penetrating your mind about this particular topic, how you should see this person, how you should see marriage and relationship and your career and doing you and live your own life independent like all these different avenues or rather narratives around what lifestyle you should live or what life should look like and you may be neglecting like the answer that you have right in front of you yeah and so i think that's the most important part about all of this um it's always keeping that at the forefront because that's gonna it's gonna change everything yeah exactly for sure so yeah that's that's that man yeah. that's that man we yeah. here again 102 man in the 315 you feel what i'm saying be real bro come on, <laughs> come on man. We in with it. nah but and i so i have no idea how this would work i would genuinely enjoy this so definitely we've been getting a lot of y'all like a lot of feedback from y'all lately but this this is this is what it's all about so i really want to hear from y'all but some I think we mentioned something because when Jordan was like in his book bag, and I said maybe we should like do a reading plan of some sort, mm. and I got a DM from someone to say, "Yo, like I would actually really be down for that," and I think that's an amazing idea. And I was like, "You know what? I think so too." Right? Whatever that would look like. If we're yeah, going through one particular book in the Bible, yeah. we have a reading plan for thirty days that we all keep up with and go through, and we can figure out how we do that, or. We, you know, find a particular book, mm. whatever that looks like. We could do both. But switch it up. Yeah. yeah. Just on board, yes or no. How do y'all feel about it? And we get the logistics together and make it happen. But definitely let me know. And I want to end with this the New Testament challenge. Whether you do it every month or at least one month, um, at some point before the year is up, I challenge everyone to read the entire New Testament. Uh, within a 30-day span so you can literally start at the beginning of the month you can start now whatever that looks like for you challenge yourself literally like i said 25 to 30 pages a day right um and just obviously like just continue to watch your life change your relationship with Mm -hmm. the word of god with god himself continue just to grow and get deeper and all those other things um that we mentioned at the beginning of this in terms of the fruits of that consistency yeah. in that in that pursuit. So that would be a challenge I leave y'all with. Definitely let me know what y'all think about the plan that we could do. But nonetheless, y'all know what it is, man. Y'all know what's up. Y'all know you know what it is. That's not even a song. <laughs> bro, I was like, <laughs> what song is that? That's not bro? even a song. Bro just, just made a original Anyways, song, man. We love y'all. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.